ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to... No, never mind. You start this one. Oh, shit. Hello, Hello everybody. Fuck you. Hey, welcome, welcome to another podcast. Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, John. With me, as always, my co-host, who's too late to this, Wombat. How's it going, Wombat? <laughs> I'm alright. What do you mean I'm too late? <laughs> I gave you a chance. I was doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were too slow. What? Anyways, uh, <laughs> Wombat, what's your glowing weak point? Fuck! <laughs> you know what? I will be kind to you since I fucked you in the beginning. You did. I will be kind totally to you, did. and I will. I will go first. I was doing the intro to the podcast, and then you spoke <laughs> over me. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, you were too slow. Um, <laughs> leave all of that in, by the way. I, oh, I yeah. hope you understand. I, I mean, yeah, wherever you were recording to begin with, that's uh, what's going to be in here. <laughs> Before the clap. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I hate you. Um, anyways, my glowing weak point is I had a campfire. You had a campfire? Yeah, yeah. Just I, just a campfire? Yeah. I think that's just called a fire. Yes, but I have learned that. If you say, I had a fire... <laughs> then people start the to think day. the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I have told three people now, and the third one I said campfire, and they went, oh, okay, that sounds like fun. The first two went, is everything okay? <laughs> <laughs> Did you lose anything? See, so yeah, I, I, uh, I dug a pit in my backyard, and we bought firewood like four years ago, and we used it once, and then the rest of the time we have not had time to do a fire or made time or whatever. Right. So, uh, the, the wood is soft. <laughs> That's <clears throat> not good. It's not the greatest. of It's still dry. Like it's still perfectly dry. It's just, this is what happens when you don't air out wood. Right. <clears throat> so yeah. Um, it's pretty soft. Um, but, uh, it's not like we're trying to, you know, keep a fire going for forever, so, we just, uh, we went through about a third of it, Some and then, soft firewood, it doesn't know how to take yeah. a punch. Yeah. 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 It needs to, needs to get turgid. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when things get turgid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was that was fun. Uh, we roasted some hot dogs on it, and uh, and some had some s'mores, and and drank some beer. Uh, we we followed seventies uh, rules. What, what's that? Which is when when you have trash, you throw it into the fire. Oh, you burned gets, a trash gets, fire. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> it was a fire that we put trash in occasionally. <laughs> Well, like you crack open a beer, you throw the cap in, it's gonna melt down. Uh, you're just giving back to the earth. No, sure. And, and <laughs> where where does metal come from? The earth. Uh, not the, the top of the earth usually. <laughs> It'll work its way down. Gravity. <laughs> gravity. Gravity. Gravity will help it over the uh-huh. course of the millennia to get it back to where it was before. Exactly. Thank you. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you finish your beer, you chuck it into the middle of the fire. <laughs> now, glass 
does not come from the middle of the fire. The middle <laughs> of the earth. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> The miners in the year 4037 will be very surprised when they they find a tin next to a bunch of sand. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's fun watching bottles melt, though, in the middle of the fire. Like, you just put in a a cold bottle and then it it turns into a puddle. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's cool. But anyways, yeah, the fire was fun. It was it was nice and cool outside, so warmed us up and s'mores are always tasty. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad you had a good yeah. time. Thanks. This is just like in your backyard or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You just dig out a pit and I mean, yeah. if we if we wanted to, we could like collect some rocks and to to put around it or, or bricks or something. But bricks are expensive, and actually don't have that many rocks in our yard. We could go down to the uh, the nearby creek and get them if we wanted to have little grenades by our fire. That's oh, a well, that's a pro 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 tip out there. Uh, do not put river rocks into a fire ring because water works its way tannerite? into the rock. <laughs> Water works its way into the rocks. Rock. Are made out of tannerite? <laughs> no. And then uh, when when they get warm, the the water inside the rocks turns to expands. steam and yeah. expands, which then creates little grenades and shrapnel Ooh, of rock. That's not fun. fun. Though. No, oh. no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying Ugh. leave my river rock out in the sun before I put it. No, just don't. Just don't. Just, j- just, just don't. Just don't. There is, there is not a safe way of doing it. Okay. Yeah. If That's you really want to convert river rocks to, uh, to, to non-river rocks, um, you could do that for your your children. You you can put them out now to, to yeah. die away from water and heat them up, but only when your kids are no. around the campfire. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean when your kids are old enough, <laughs> they'll have so much fun. <clears throat> then, then they can use those rocks that you set aside for them now. As as a parent, I can tell you one thing, and that's the kids love to run. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah away from shrapnel. <laughs> yeah, kids, kids yearn for war. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, what's your glowing weak point? Um, my glowing weak point is that, I don't know why I said that. My, my glowing weak point is, um, a game I've become addicted, addicted to in the past week. It's, um, Final Fantasy Tactics A2 for the DS, the Nintendo DS. Um, okay, it's it, it's a it's a Final Fantasy Tactics game, but after the first one, they stopped being all political and shit, you know, and they just okay. became like fun fantasy romps. Um, Are they still set in that same world? They're all still set in Evilies, except I think the second one is set in a, a different Evilies, but the, this one is 
presumably set in the same the like the same Evilise as Final Fantasy Tactics and uh, Final Fantasy Twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But it's just like the story is nothing. Like you sneeze and the story falls apart, right? Like who cares? Yeah. But like like all tactics games. <laughs> Except for the original Final Fantasy Tactics. that It was the only one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I meant all tactical games, period. All tactical games, period? Yes. Yeah. Have you tried following the story for... Well, um... No, I meant you, you were definitely referring to, like, Fire Emblem there. Like, yeah. I know. I, I know. I wasn't, I, I wasn't <laughs> going to straight up mention that. I was going to throw um, XCOM under the bus. XCOM? But, uh... <laughs> I mean, but, isn't the story yeah. of XCOM just aliens show up, shoot them? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but um, the the job system is really good. It combines like like so the way that you unlock new jobs is better than the original tactics because the original tactics has this like obtuse way of unlocking new jobs. Right. Yeah. Um, you, you have to like level up this class to this point and that class to another point and then max out this other class, but don't do anything to that class and shit like that in order to unlock new classes. Yeah, and it, it, you basically have to have a guide in order to figure out what the fuck you're doing in that one. This one, the classes you gain access to them by doing quests. Like if you want to be an assassin, one of your characters be an assassin, then you have to do the quest that gets you the assassin class, and then you go to it on your job screen, and it tells you you have to master four thief abilities before you can use this class. And you're like, awesome. I know exactly what I need to do. <laughs> yeah. And then the way you master abilities is just like, um, in Final Fantasy 12, they had a bizarre system where you sold uh, the loot that you got to sto stores. And by selling it to stores, you unlocked new items that you could then buy in like little packs and stuff. Right. And they kind of keep yeah. that that in in A two, and they just uh, they you don't sell them, you just give them the loot, and then that unlocks like new weapons and stuff for you. And then it has like a Final Fantasy nine system where you learn abilities via weapons and armor and stuff. So it's just a constant loop of buying new weapons and armor, putting them on your characters. <clears throat> uh, mastering the abilities, switching out weapons and armor, and then eventually you can use new classes. And it's really it's just a it's just a good loop. It's a good gameplay loop. Okay. My only complaint about the game is that the maximum number of people you can ever have on the field is six. Mm. Yeah. But I mean it's a DS game. The maps are pretty small, so it's fine. That's good. Yeah. Small maps are better. <clears throat> um anyway we're talking about anime today we are it's yeah. true we have <laughs> we have a lot on this fucking list we really do <laughs> actually i just saw i want to start with this john because i just saw the and it, it it surprises me so 
you're you were watching Classroom <laughs> of the Elite. Correct. You made it through in two fact, seasons. In fact, we recently talked about me watching Classroom of the Elite. It was it wasn't in the winter or it wasn't in the fall, but I think it was in the summer. Was oh, it was season, season two. two? Yeah, season one was like five years ago, I think. Um, <laughs> now they're like, we got to crank them out. And, and honestly, season one was pretty good. Like the the characters were interesting. It was. It's a very. It's supposed to be a Brainiac uh, anime, like it, it's I'm gonna defeat you with my mind sort of thing. You know, it's it's all backstabbing and and intrigue and and social like pivoting what, around things. Like like what Yume Nikki tried to be in Death Note kind of was. I think so. Yeah. Uh, not having seen either of those. Less um, about the action and more about <laughs> the mind games. Yeah. And then, uh, and there's really no action in this. I mean, uh, technically he's like a black belt and like four different things and grew up on the streets. So that's what he's the elite in is, uh, martial the, arts. the end of the end of the last season was him, uh, beating the shit out of a couple of, of thugs that had been posing for a while. <laughs> And so he just walks oh, in and he's it? like, nah, I'm done with this. I'm done with y'all. And then he kicks the shit out of them. So this season they're, they're terrified of him. Um, but the, the main problem last season that I talked about was the fact that it's been like five years and uh, I don't remember any of the characters and it right. does not help you much with that. And they expected so, you to rewatch season one in preparation they, for season they two. They did, but. <sighs> Here's the deal. It's classroom of the elite. It is full <laughs> classrooms. Like, like it's twenty. There's too many characters is what there's. You're there's twenty characters per classroom, and it's not just oh we're the one classroom. No, it's it's all about fighting between classrooms to get to the top, like to get your classroom to be um, class A. There's four different classes and, and different years for each of those. So, like, they, D class is the worst. That's where, you know, Pro Tycoon starts out. And then they work their way up to, I think they're in C class now. But, but they're, there's not just the 20 characters of D class. There's also the 20 characters of C class and B class and A class and all of them have personalities and different traits and matter. All of them matter. <laughs> and every 5 seconds they're like, "Oh, we're going to do another um another special um quiz thing that's going to potentially, you know, <laughs> get some of these people to to have to quit and, you know, have to leave the school." Um and uh for this one we're going to mix up all the classrooms. So now you you're immediately just dropped in without any any prelude to all these other characters. And hey, guess what? You should have remembered from season 1 when they told you all of the characters in the school. <laughs> Cuz we're not going to we're not going to tell you again. And then this one they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, um we're now going to mix up all the uh ages as well as classes." So it's not just that there's 80 ki play, uh, eighty 
participants in this, there's, um, like, 360. So, and you should know everything about all of them all the time, so you can follow anything. Um, <laughs> and, and I finally, I, I watched three episodes of it, and the fourth episode came out yesterday, I think, and I was gonna watch it before the podcast today, and I went, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. No, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. You, you finally set it down. You you said enough is enough. I can't yeah. keep up with a thousand different people in the school. No, I didn't do that when I was a teenager. In no, real school. Uh-huh. I'm not going to do it now. I went to a band with. Uh, uh, it was it was a multi level band, and there were. 300 people in it and boy did I I not know a quarter of them like or sorry three quarters of them right. I barely knew a quarter of them <laughs> I mean they've done like studies and shit you can only have like meaningful relationships with like 150 people at any given yeah, time but I didn't even know their names <laughs> right <laughs> uh so anyways yeah that's that's that bye bye <laughs> uh, tell, tell me about Boochigiri? Boochigiri? <laughs> Fuck me, dude. Um, so this, the, this is a story about a kid who, uh, going to high school, he doesn't like to fight, but he, uh, he runs into his, uh, his friend there at the school. He loves to fight, because the school... It's all about fighting. It, not that oh. it's like a fighting school. It's like it's like run by gangs. It's got like it's got like two rival gangs, and and his yeah. his friend from like elementary school is like the best fighter in one of the gangs, and he's looking he's looking around desperately at the school to find anybody he could f- possibly fucking be friends with, and he sees <laughs> this cute girl in his classroom, and he's like, man. I'm going to hit it off with this cute girl. And then he goes way too far. He like makes her a fucking stone thing. Uh, Like it has her name in it. It's supposed to like press, like make marks or whatever. I don't know what it's some Japanese bullshit. He calls it an (laughs) eternal love present. You've known her for a day. Um, Yeah. And her brother is the leader of the other gang that his friend isn't in. Uh, and he starts getting his ass kicked, but I forgot to tell you that earlier when he was running away from some, some people, uh, who wanted to kick his ass, he went into a shrine and he bumped into like a jar or some shit and he unleashed a genie. So, so he's got a genie who can grant him wishes. And, and at the end of the first episode, he was like, like he stood up for himself finally and was about to fight back and he said that his dream is to lose his virginity <laughs> so i said bitchy can go in the trash yeah <laughs> yeah i'm All never right, going to well... click on another episode of bitchy geary again <laughs> all right well since we're since we're talking about this sort of thing uh we'll we'll talk about tales of wedding rings oh that sounds wholesome uh so i i 
I knew it was going to be a hair anime. Obviously. <laughs> it's obviously a I mean, a hair it's an anime. anime with women in it, right? Like, come <laughs> on. No, it's obviously a harem anime. <laughs> um, Let me but, look this one up. Let me see the cover image for it. Keep going. So, the this was one that we're like, ah, oh, fuck it, we'll, we'll give it a shot. Oh, we yeah, started that's a harem it, anime. And immediately were drawn in. Because the opening to the anime is straight out of 1980. 19, what? Like, like 1980 like anime? Like Astro it's, Boy? It's, yes, it is aesthetically Like the Fist same. of the North Star? Yes, they, <laughs> they perfectly did. And it, I've, I've seen anime where they like, they try and, and like do elements of that stuff. No, this is, you cannot convince me this wasn't made in 1980. Like, it's hard to get the 80s aesthetic right. You know, like, some recent shows have gotten the 90s aesthetic right. Like, Megalobox looks like Cowboy Bebop did, you know? It, yes. (laughs) But it's hard to hit the 80s aesthetic. But it's so, so spot on. And it was, like, we're like, what the fuck? Is, Is this going to be a show that uses... The 1980s art style. No. <laughs> and, uh, no. and honestly, it does keep it some. It, it, oh, it definitely it? becomes more modern, but, but they, they keep a lot of the art style for that. Um, not nearly as much as, as what you'll see in like, um, let me, let me send you a picture of like, this is what the, the cover is for, uh, Crunchyroll. That's a tiny image. It is a very tiny image. I can open in browser. Oh, it still looks bad. Yeah, that's this one's (laughs) this one's better. But like, do you see the whole aesthetic of like this is clearly designed like an older anime? God, protag kun. Uh huh. Uh, So the plot is uh, a girl from another world comes to his world. They grow up together, and then she goes back to her world to get married. And he's like, well, fuck that, I love her. And so he follows her through the portal, uh, and just in time... You gotta have those biddies. Yeah. (laughs) (coughs) Anyways, uh, (laughs) follows her through the portal just in time for the end of the wedding, and, like, you, you may kiss the, the, your, your husband... And so she runs over to him and kisses him. Um, also, and a monster attacks at the same time because she is one of the ring maidens. There are five of them? Seven? I don't know. There's there's a number of them. I don't remember exactly. Oh, yeah, five, because they want one for each finger. Yeah, most people don't have seven fingers, so... Um, <laughs> I'm so trapped on, um, so this anime opens the way that The Graduate ends? I, again, I haven't seen that. You haven't seen, okay. It, it's wild that that's how the anime opens. Like, we're, we're going to continue from, she just, 
She said, I do, right? Like, she married that other guy. No. So, so the marriage is, is kind of just a convenience thing. So, the, the mythos is that she is one of the five ring maidens. Whoever she marries is the hero that has to save the world. And she, she has one of the rings, and she gives one of the rings to, like, like, there are two rings. So she keeps one, she gives the other one to whoever she marries, and that gives them the power of blah. In her case, light. So there's light and wind and blah, blah, blah. Wow. Um, light magic. Never heard that one before. <laughs> but in order to defeat the Demon King, of course there's a Demon King. Um, you need to he use has, all the elements. He, he has to get all five rings. In, <laughs> the power and, of our... <laughs> So we started this with it just being like he followed her over because he needed, you know, he wanted to marry her. He loves her and they get together and now he has to defeat the uh, demon now king he's Captain and, and using her ring. And then they're like, oh, yeah, there's also four other women you need to fuck. Uh, <laughs> I, by the way, no fucking has happened, but they were very explicit that... Um, the closer they are in a relationship, the more power they give him. So he needs to really get as close as possible. He is pushed to fuck her. He doesn't, but he's really pushed to do it. That wasn't the problem. Surprisingly, they actually managed to make cage that all around. Like it, they, that was handled well by the characters it's fine. The problem was in episode three, they get to the uh, the elf kingdom where there's the ring of wind, and the the elf princess is a shut in. This other blonde with tiggle biddies. Yes, and uh, and he is brought to her at a certain point. She runs away from him. Um, uh, Fair. Someone knocks her out. At, at a point, uh, and, yeah, uh-huh, and he is left with her, and the, the elven elder says, um, oh, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was basically like, oh, she'll, she'll grow to like it, go what? ahead. <laughs> and no. that's the point where, where my wife and I turned it off. <laughs> no. We, we did not finish the episode. <laughs> and... We're like, yeah, we we don't we don't need to watch this anime. Nope. It's it started okay. It started great. It ended okay, and then it just kind of went way down from there. <laughs> so, yeah, don't watch Tales of Wedding Rings. Wow. It advocates rape. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right, what's next? Uh, well, let's get all the rest of the shit out of the way. Uh, Mr. Villain's Day Off. Oh, okay. Mr. Villain's Day Off seemed like it would be, like, a really cute, like, funny anime, right? Um, so the, the premise is he's the leader of the, the Sentai bad guys who want to take over the world and, you know, fight the Power Rangers all the time. Yeah. Um, and on his days off, he just, like, chills out. 
And that's the premise. Like, we we don't really follow him on the days he's working. We follow him on his days off. Um, okay. So this is kind of like the uh, the romance anime where it was, like, the, the hero and the villain go dating when they're not fighting. Right. Except for that anime had ideas. <laughs> oh. Mr. Villain's Day Off has one-note characters. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. The, the Red Power Ranger guy is always lost. And um, the the villain, the, the, the bad guy, loves pandas. That's his thing. He loves pandas. Red Power Rangers thing. He gets lost. Uh, there's a there's twins who I think are like the yellow or green Power Rangers. Like the two of them together are one Power Ranger. And their whole thing is that they're kids, but they're smarter and more mature than you'd think. Whoa! It's um, it's uninspired. Like it, it was sounds good like it. for an episode. And then after the second episode, where they didn't add anything beyond just, he likes pandas, I was done. <laughs> you gotta have more jokes than the bad guy likes a cute animal. Yeah. Um, tell me about the strongest tank's labyrinth raids. A tank with a rare 9,999 resistance skill got kicked from the hero's party. Syscon. No. Yeah, it's it's basically just Syscon. No. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's another anime that, just like you said, has no character. It is the the same one note characters that you've seen a billion times if you've if you've seen one anime you've seen this anime uh <laughs> any anime <laughs> any any anime that exists you've seen this one um it's it's not good it's it's really not and and his skills aren't ig- even that particularly interesting and <laughs> yeah it's just not good damn it wasn't worth it <laughs> you made it through like one episode i'm guessing two two oh we we gave it two oof all right D- didn't deserve the third <laughs> no it, it didn't didn't really deserve the second, but we were right. hoping that that maybe. <laughs> All right, uh, Singoku Yoko. Um, generic fantasy action shit. Uh, guy with mad sword skills, but who's never fought anybody, joins up with uh, a pair of like fantasy. What one's like a human who. Or one is a beast girl thing who has like magic powers and she can give magic powers to uh her her quote unquote brother and and he fights things real strong with a sword and then a, another human joins up with them and he got mad sword skills but he never fought nothing so that's the story and it was it was a snooze
You there, John? Just... There, now you're back. Oh, okay. Wh- where did you yeah, he... lose me? Right there at the end, like, oh, like two seconds no, ago. I just stopped Two talking. seconds ago, you cut off. <laughs> and then then you asked me. I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah. No, I just stopped talking because that was all there was to say. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you, yeah. It was, it was not you stopping talking. It was just before that. I see. Because you stopped in the middle of a word. I see. No, you probably heard everything, though. It's fine. I, I'm sure I did, because it was, yeah. like, two or three seconds before you, you spoke again. <laughs> All right, last one from me that I'm trashing is, uh, well, that just from me, is Delusional Monthly Magazine. This was weird and annoying. Like, annoying? <laughs> This is the first one you've called annoying, and one of them and was this, a CISCON anime. This was just <laughs> annoying to watch. Everyone in the show is just annoying. <laughs> so, How I so? stopped watching it. Think of something annoying. They do it. <laughs> <laughs> like... My little brother screeching in the in the corner of the room because yeah, he got yeah, some time out. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. No, legitimately, yes. <laughs> um, the the art was not great. The characters were all bad. <laughs> the, it was the plot was not worth it and weird and confusing and. It, like, there's another show we'll talk about later where they just start and don't explain anything, and it's it's frustrating because of how good the rest of it is. This uh, had no uh, merits to it. We barely finished the first episode. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Suck. That's when it's real bad. If you don't finish the first episode... Yeah. It's just 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, they were 20 long <laughs> minutes. Ugh. Okay, let's get to let's get through our two last that we're trashing together. Okay. The foolish angel dances with the devil. Ugh. What did you think of this? All right, so I went into it thinking, wow, this is a cool premise. It's going to be like a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing between heaven and hell, which I mean, uh-huh. I've seen done before. Oh, yeah. Know, but Multiple times. But it could be interesting. Like, yeah, I like that kind of premise. And then it was like weird sadomasochism bullshit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, With uninteresting <laughs> characters. And unfunny jokes. Yeah. 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 I mean, what, I'm a fan of... I'm a, I'm a fan of S&M. But, one, I already have my S&M show for the season. In fact, I sort of have that? two of them. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> and, and, two, it just... It wasn't good. Yeah. No, it, it, it just... Yeah, it, it just wasn't good. The animation was also pretty boilerplate. Like, yeah, not amazing, not bad, just kind of there. Yeah, 
Uh, the other one was Hokkaido girl gals are super adorable. Um, this one, I don't have a problem with. Right. Uh, I mean, it's there's there's nothing actually wrong about this one. There there's nothing particularly exciting about this outside of quite a bit of plot. Uh, quite a, a bit lot of, of plot. Plot. Um, but I, as we will find later, will, I have my fair share of plot. (laughs) Um, and it's, it's not, it just wasn't, there's so much other stuff to watch this season. There wasn't anything bad about this one, but there also wasn't anything particularly insightful or, you know, special about this one so bye it's like it's cute and wholesome right but yeah it it kind of falls back into like the boilerplate animation kind of thing right yeah like it's not that great to look at like if it was a bit prettier maybe i would stick with it just because like you know yeah. i've watched nothing shows before like i really liked um laid back camp and that's similarly wholesome and nothing but it looks yeah. really nice. And yeah, I don't I don't have I I genuinely don't have any problems with this anime. It's but, just like why spend my time on it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh I I do have one very positive thing about this that I really like, which is that it cuts out all the fluff. It it really only is it only shows you when both of the characters are on screen. Yes. <laughs> They're like, you want to see, uh, you want to show up, meet up tomorrow? Sure. It's tomorrow. tomorrow they're together. Yes. <laughs> like, just, let's get rid of all the fluff. Just it's not them just... at home laying in bed <clears throat> thinking about the next day. No. Oh, what's it going to no. be like? Does she really like me? Nothing, and, anything like that. And, and like, there's, there's a place for that. But I really appreciated the fact that this didn't have it. It's just, no, just go. I mean, I don't think there's a place for that in anime anymore. It's been done. I'm tired of watching characters agonize over <laughs> the smallest things, you know? Like, I don't need to be up in their heads all night while they wonder about if they're going to get to hold somebody's hand. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh Well, that took care well, of the trash. Now, yeah, where do we go from here? Uh, let's let's go let's go back let's go back like um like three months to when we were watching Zom One Hundred. Oh, uh, because... back when they released their <laughs> back when they were airing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, back when they were airing. Uh, except uh, they finished airing now. <laughs> we got the last three episodes all at once. Yeah, yeah. Interesting um, decision there, but um, uh, I was happy to get them. I mean, ZOM 100 was a really great show that it, was yeah. absolutely plagued by its production. Yes. <laughs> I hope I hope next time, because there should be a next time. I hope there's a next time, but they might have <laughs> fucked themselves with how they handled the first season. Yeah. I mean, 
Because I wonder how many people actually did go back and watch the last three episodes when they aired four months after the the previous one. Yeah, it's that that really will hurt them. But the flip side of that is usually they base say uh, whether or not they're going to make a sequel or continue it based off of the reception of it. And I don't think anyone can say it had a terrible reception. Like, no, the it show itself is fantastic. Those last three episodes show. were really yeah. good. Yeah, like, we all cried. <laughs> yes, I cried multiple times. Yes, throughout. <laughs> yeah. They, they did a great job of wrapping things up without wrapping things up. Like, it's the show isn't it, over. But it could end here, but also it could, it could continue on. Yeah. And it's really good for a show to do that, especially when they fucked up their first season like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, real good, though. Yeah. I mean, absolutely, if you haven't seen it, go back. Love especially it. now that it's all out. Like, <laughs> would have been the best best anime of last year if it had been contained within last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it had come out last year. Right. Um, tell me about solo leveling. I'm actually, I'm surprised you're not watching this one, too. Because this is, like, this is the big hype anime of this season, right? But honestly, it, it feels like of the year. Like, people, I actually saw people talking about this one before it came out, which I don't really see that often. You know, <laughs> it's like it's like the Sword Art Online or Attack on Titan of this year. Um, it's it, it, it's good, right? It's it's animated really well. the The action is really good. The characters that have been introduced are all interesting. They all have like multiple facets to them, which thank God because I'm so. There's been a lot of one note characters <laughs> this season. God, it's really painful. Yeah. Um, it, it took too long to... So, the premise is that he gets into, like, like... Okay, so there are gates that open up all around the world, and monsters come pouring out of them if they're not dealt with within a week. When these gates started showing up, people started acquiring magical powers, and whenever you acquire magical ability, you cannot gain any more. You are stuck at that amount of magical power forever. Right? Yeah. Um, and the main character is like the weakest guy to ever be weak weekly. Um, and he gets, but he keeps going out and fighting monsters, even though he's like really weak and sucks at it. Because it's the only way that he can make enough money to uh, support his mom, who's, like, in a coma, dying of an illness related to the gates. And then he gets okay. into a situation where uh, his whole party is unable to deal with it. Like, pro I think about half of the people he's with or more dies in the in this dungeon. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and he dies, too, except he's given the opportunity to become a player. And, and what this does is it <clears throat> it reawakens him 
but not like reawakening is a thing where like later in your life you come into magical power again and it boosts you except he didn't get a direct boost he got the ability to train himself to higher uh power right okay and he's the only person in the world with this special ability mm-hmm. um it comes but it does come at the price of like every day he's given a thing by the game to to do like a, a quest right and if he doesn't do it then he's sent off to an alternate dimension where he has to escape from super powerful enemies for like 4 hours so so there is a trade off for him being able to do this at least okay um, my, I'm going to keep watching it. It's really good. I had an issue with it at first because it takes until the third episode really to introduce that core concept. Uh. Like, like the leveling thing, like the first two episodes were like the lead up and then the actual battle that le- left him with this ability. And I feel like if they were going to do that, they maybe should have done like, because it is done now where they do like a big 48 minute episodes or whatever. Yeah. The first one. And I think they should have done that with the first episode. Yeah. Just get through all of the fluff so that you can get to the thing. The good stuff. Right. Yeah. And I mean, hopefully that didn't hurt them. Because it is it is good once they get to the core concept shit, but it it took three weeks to get there. So yeah, we looked at it and we're like, <clears throat> yeah, this sounds like a bunch of other anime we've seen. And then we went, nah, <laughs> nah, it's really good. It it is. It's okay. not. It's not like all those other anime. <laughs> um, um, tell me about chained soldier and then we'll do one for the both of us okay uh so remember a while back when i was telling you that i was i was reading manga Uh uh-huh yeah and and i i started mentioning that like this this is a manga that um gigak told me about and that's why i put it in my list because you know I, i i respect his opinions i don't always agree with them but but usually he he does have valid points, at least uh, for, for like differences between things. He has well and, thought out positions, even if I don't agree with them all the time. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I started reading this because uh, it was one that he was like, you know, yes, this this manga is full of plot. Like it's it's straight up like that's it's clearly designed that way. But um, also plot, the, plot, <coughs> plot or plot. Plot. Um, (laughs) But but they actually, they don't just go, here, this is fan service. They do that to build the characters further. Like, every single time that happens, they use it as a way of introducing you to more of the character and and their, their backgrounds and what drives them and... And, and building them as a, a, a personality. Um, uh, so I, I started reading it and I have read it all. I am now caught up. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, this is this is the one where the the guy gets enslaved by the girl to to what? fight in the uh, the other uh, the other dimension. Yeah, it's real good. <laughs> Le- legitimately, it's it's real good. <laughs> he gets enslaved by the girl to yeah, fight yeah. in the other dungeon. Yeah, everyone everyone has everyone has a power. Well, all girls girls have powers. Guys cannot have powers. Um, only oh girls can, wait, can I remember it. now. Yeah, and uh, and but one of the girls' powers is that they can enslave things that makes powers them up and also she can control them. Alright, so he's she... like her Pokemon that she lends out to other people. Yes. Yeah. Um and so far it's 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 going weirdly slow. So I'm I'm way past where wherever it's gonna end. Like I there's there's no way it's gonna get caught up to anywhere close to where I am in the story. Right. But I'm confused about like there's it seems like they're trying to just slowly build their way up to like the first reveal of the real bosses and and have that be the conclusion of the first season but that's not very far into the books (laughs) so they're they're really we'll do some filler yeah I don't I don't I mean so far there hasn't been any filler but it boy is it taking its time. You know what I, I haven't had to worry about in a while actually? What? Filler. Like Yeah, no it's wonderful. Anime are so short now, you know, they do like 12 or 13 episodes. You don't have the really long runners anymore except for One Piece which is still yeah. full of filler. But I mean Shang- Shangri-La Frontier had filler the other day but well, it had a recap episode the other yeah, day. Yeah, that's, that's, it's the which usual. I skip. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> but, like, I don't, uh, I don't think, like, oh, this is some filler bullshit often these days, you know? Like, yeah. Hopefully, Chain yeah. Soldier doesn't do that. Maybe they'll hit that point at, like, the midpoint of the season. Yeah, then... maybe so. And then, like, use something from further on as the conclusion. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thinking through the the manga, I'm not certain where a good stopping point is because it it really just starts chugging through. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's pretty good. Uh, so far, it's not as good as the manga. I would say, but barely is that that might change if. You know, if it if it starts picking up, picking up the plot. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see <laughs> later on. Um, yeah. When in in like six weeks, when we come back and talk about them, uh, then then I'll 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 talk about whether it's it's really worth it or not. Okay. Uh, well, we're not talking about these first three until the end. Like that's no. <laughs> right. That we're, those are saved to the end. So let's let's go with seventh loop, carefree villainess. I was was this the one you were keep you were sure of or what do you mean? Because there's there's two villainous ones. Uh huh. Okay, so I'm keeping both of them now. 
I mean, yeah, obviously you're keeping both of them, but but you were talking about how at a certain point you weren't sure whether you were keeping one of them. That was the other one. This one had a fantastic first episode. Oh, absolutely. Seventh Loop Carefree Villainous used all of its, like, (laughs) original ideas in that first episode, I think, which might be a little worrisome, (laughs) but... So, so the, the generalized the plot here, um, the, the protagonist gets, um, rejected by her fiance and runs out and, and, you know, joins a, um, a traveling merchant, merchant band and becomes a really good merchant, travels around the world, you know, learns all sorts of skills and stuff, gets really good, and then dies in a war. Five years later, dies in a war. Then she opens her eyes and she is getting, uh, <laughs> her, her fiance is rejecting her in the same exact way as before. And so she is very confused about where she is in life. Like, what the fuck's happening? And she runs out to go meet the merchant band again, but doesn't get there in time. Because she stopped by her house to pick up some items to give her a little bit more of a boost at the start. Yeah. So just just doesn't doesn't make it in time. So this time... She she goes and and becomes an alchemist, I think. An apothecary. An apothecary, yeah, yeah, an yeah. herbalist, and and learns all sorts of medicines and and all about the the natural world and stuff, and 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 then five years later, she dies in a war. And then this happens several more times. She becomes yeah. a scholar. She becomes a a maid. A maid. She becomes yeah. a soldier. And then that's where the story picks up is she dies as a soldier um, and then reincarnates again. And I think it's important to point out that this is also a villainous anime where it's not an isekai. Yeah. Like this is a loop that is happening to a person in the world from that world. Like, like. Which is in itself an original idea at this point because <laughs> yes, they're all isekais now. It's it's not, but um, it's it feels <laughs> like one because we haven't seen this variation in a decade. Right. <laughs> um, um, but this time she decides to run out through the back back door of the academy where she's getting dumped, um, and by doing so, runs into. The guy who killed her, the guy who always starts the war that ends up killing her. Um, and then she jumps out of a second floor balcony. <laughs> yeah. And no, then he no, falls in love with her. Yeah, no, she she bees she is a badass. That that that's what happens is she is a badass and he falls in love with her. Yes. And uh he eventually they he, he catches up to her and and asks her to marry him and and they go back to the the kingdom and the, that's that's where the story really starts and well, it's been she also great got sense. to she also got to chew out the fucking prince who was dumping her <laughs> yes, lying about her that was her. good <laughs> <laughs> and the king came out and apologized no nah, it was it was great it was it was very good um, and then the second episode picks up and it's it's like royalty shit you know yeah. I get to it's, live my life as royalty now. 
She was royalty before, but yeah, she hasn't been for like 25 years, so. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really good show. It's an incredible first episode, and it's it's not it's not lost its pace. It, it hasn't gone, eh, that was it. It has done some predictable things since then, like the the stuff with her pretending to be a maid and looking in at the maids and stuff was yeah. fun, but also I've seen it a billion times. Yeah. Um. So, we are an hour into this. We need to pick it up, because we also we have a... Uh... <laughs> uh, so, uh, which, which ones do you want to, like... Like, I, I have things to say about certain of these, and things that I don't give a shit about as well. Okay, so, um, let me do this one real quick. Unwanted okay. Undead Adventurer is an anime where a guy dies, becomes a skeleton, and then gains the ability to evolve through the different undead forms, becoming oh, stronger that's cool. in the process. Um, his his dream was always to be a mithril-tier adventurer, and he was never able to achieve that because he was a little weak weakling. Um, and now he has the ability to try and gain that kind of power. And that's the anime. It's fun. It's it's nothing outstanding, but it's interesting enough. Okay. Um. All right. Let me. I, I I'll briefly mention. I'm watching Mashal season two. Uh, it, whatever. <laughs> if I if I hadn't watched season one, I wouldn't watch this. It's it's <laughs> it's just okay. It's silly, it's weird, it's fun, but there's nothing interesting happening. Uh, a Sign of Affection is actually a really good anime. It's a it's a romance anime where she is deaf. And is he deaf? is... She's deaf. Oh, deaf. Deaf. She cannot okay. hear. Okay. She, she has no sense of hearing at all. And uh, she falls in love with a polyglot. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, one who knows a ton of languages. Oh, okay. I yeah, didn't know that. I just had to be told it. Okay. Yeah, he's he's Japanese, but he also speaks English like most people do. Uh, but he also speaks Laotian and Chinese okay. and, and Thai and, and French. Are, and, like, like, yeah. Okay. And, and <laughs> begins learning sign language because of her. And, you know, it's, it's very good. All right. Um. The, uh, the, the one I, I, the two I really want to talk about are Metallic Rouge, which is what I mentioned earlier. Spectacular anime. It's visually gorgeous. It's such an interesting world. You, you jump into it both feet first. Like, it, it just dumps you into the world. It's like, this is a living, breathing world that you see right now, and things are happening in it, and they don't matter to what's happening on screen, but they're just happening because, uh, it's the world. that that's, you're, you're not, you're not watching an anime, you're watching this world in action. Um, and then, and then plot happens that you don't understand because there's, there's no, uh, real thing telling you what the fuck's happening <laughs> right so i was about to say i disagreed with all of that uh, like metallic rouge seems to be trying to do that like 90s thing like cowboy bebop trigun you know those kinds of anime where you follow along with these interesting characters through 
through an interesting world that reveals itself to you as you go along. Except I don't find the characters interesting or the story that engaging because they won't tell me anything about any of these <laughs> people. That is or the problem. That is the problem is that they don't fucking tell you anything. <laughs> like, I have no idea what's happening. At any given point, I don't know why I should care. And the only time you do learn anything is, like, in the second episode, Naomi does, like, a fucking five-minute info dump about the, the past of this universe, right? Like, why yeah. Neons exist, why there's these broken fucking Star Wars battleships lying around like it's goddamn The Force Awakens, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Star Wars Episode Four: The Force Awakens. No, that's Episode Seven, it, which was four. It the same thing happened. It's it's an identical story. Oh, I, that that was your joke. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it it suffers from a problem of of having a really cool world to be in, and they were like, "Oh man, I've got all these great art designs, and I've I I really want to make this cyberpunky world." And then they're like, "Yeah, but what are you going to do in that space?" And they went, "Oh, <laughs> I am hoping that nobody thinks about that." <laughs> now, you know, I haven't seen episode three because you know I have. Well. Shut the fuck up! If it if doesn't, had, uh, it doesn't add if, anything if, new. If, if I had, you know, if we had podcasted when we were supposed to, I would have been caught up, but uh, <laughs> we didn't. So fuck you. Um, I mean, it adds new things, but it, it it never answers any questions. It never answers a fucking question. It just raises more questions. Like so. answer your questions while you raise new ones, right? But it just yeah. stacks question after question. So and now we'll, there's like we'll, fifty characters I have to follow too. Fuck. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm <laughs> absolutely not dropping it. All right, the last one that this is one that I'm. It's only me, but it shouldn't be. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch it. I'm. I'm never going to watch anything called this. Come on. <laughs> um is gushing over magical girls which is explicit pornography <laughs> <laughs> it it just straight up is like if um, i want to watch porn i'll just watch <laughs> porn <laughs> so uh, the the plot is uh <laughs> there's boys there are a lot of plot because they there are there's no blurring there's absolutely no blurring in this it's it's just straight up nudity. Wow. And yeah. Um the 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 plot is that uh the Utena is major fangirl of the mag- of magical girls in general, but especially the ones in her city. And she is given a chance uh, the little you know how like Sailor Moon has her her cat Luna uh the the little familiar shows up to her and and gives her a chance. And, uh, so she, she leaps at it and transforms and, uh, it turns out that the, the, the little familiar is not one of the good ones. It's one of the bad ones. <laughs> like Madoka Magica. And so she isn't a magical girl. She's a magical girl villain. <laughs> and, uh, so she, she immediately tries to get out of it, but she gets blackmailed into, uh, 
to fighting the the magical girls who also just try to attack her because I mean clearly she's when she transforms she becomes this source of evil uh, that they come to fight. Um, but she she eventually learns that uh, she maybe shouldn't stop doing this because she is a pervert <laughs> who uh, who is definitely a sadist <laughs> and uh, so far one of one of the magical girls is a masochist like like deeply masochist mm-hmm. one of them is an exhibitionist hasn't mm. learned that yet but but she's starting to and I can't I think the third one is a is a brat. A what? Uh, I, I th- a, a brat. I, I think that's that's the. Uh, but what does the, that mean? Because that can't mean just like a brat. What, what what do you mean by brat? Um. So in sex terms, brat is someone who um. They want it, but they make it difficult for you, and they're oh, like annoying. bratty towards you. And so it, the the pairing, like you know, you've got masochist and sadist. They they go together. S and M. There's brats and brat tamers. So you got a bratty person who gets put in their place. Um, but they're both they both like it. Like it's 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 a consensual brat and taming thing. I see. Um, An annoying the, person and someone who likes to <laughs> let, like fuck annoying people. <laughs> Not okay. quite, but <laughs> but it's okay. Um, That's all I need to know. I will never interact <laughs> with that in my life. So. <laughs> you never know. I do. So and and she has a uh, her her you know every magical girls have a, a magical girl wand. Uh, hers is a writing crop that when she strikes inanimate objects, they come to life as a thing so uh the first one she hit a flower which turned into a giant tentacle monster um the second episode she hit some mannequins that turned into like tickle monsters stuff this is anime this is such a weird anime (laughs) for for me to love so much (laughs) Because it's it's very explicit. It's very much pornish, but the characters are actually really fun, and the art is really good. Oh yeah, is the art good? And you like I, the I, art, John? I I want it. I want it to be clear that. <laughs> As of, like, a year and a half ago, when I, you know, finally started paying for anime, uh, I watch all these shows with my wife, including this one, Uh and it's also one of her favorite anime as well this season, so it's real good. Okay. (laughs) It's real good. Um, I'm glad you're having a good time. All right. So aside from that, I'll I'll just run down the stuff that we're both watching. That uh, yeah, unless you want to put a word in, it, just skip through it. 
Villainous level 99, I may be the hidden boss, but I'm not the demon lord, is pretty average. It's it's an isekai villainous thing, and she is super overpowered. Um, it got better after the first episode. It which did. Was real bad. Real, real bad. Um, <laughs> mostly because it focused on all the side characters for like three quarters of the episode. It did. Yeah, um, which I thought was a weird choice. It. I agree. I wasn't <laughs> sure who was who until it, it got to the part where, oh, she was playing the game. Because, yeah, once again, this is it's an isekai into a Otome game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the second episode actually was really good because the, the first episode was the, the annoying, like, everyone's going against her. Or at least the most recent episode was the was real good. Like I compared um, it to a uh, trapped in a dating sim, where yeah. the first episode was almost drop level worthy, and yeah. then it's it's getting better, and it might no, become like truly great by the end. The first episode was drop worthy level. I dropped it. <laughs> you convinced me to come back, but oh, yeah. I straight up <laughs> dropped it. Um, Delicious in Dungeon is an anime that everyone's talking about. It's on Netflix, which means that I don't have access to it. Uh, legitimately, um, but it's it's pretty good. It's it's fun. They they eat all the monsters. It's it's basically a cooking show where you eat monsters. Um, Banished it's from the Heroes Party oh, is, is, it, <laughs> is delicious and dungeon was real hyped, and so I was excited for it. And I kind of find all the characters one note and boring. <laughs> like yeah. it's funny, but I'm not invested in anything. No, it's it's a it's a it's a very pretty anime, and it uh, has some some interesting. It's 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 funny, and the the food is interesting. Outside of that, yeah, no, the, there's it leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, Banished from the Heroes Party has a really weird opening that we're gonna ignore. Um, <laughs> but aside from that, it's just a continuant continuation of the story from before. That hasn't really sought to do a whole lot. The if, first episode if, didn't excite me, which is why I'm not no, up on it. If if the if the first season hadn't been so fucking good, so I good. probably would have I probably would have dropped it by now. Right. Uh, do you want to talk about any of your other remaining ones? Um, I can blast through them real quick. At least a couple of them. So I ha- I have to say this one. Cherry Magic. Full title. Uh, where Where is it? Where is it? I'm crunch- Cherry Magic. 30 years of virginity can make you a wizard? Yeah. It's, it's a boy's love. It's a pretty lo- standard story. It's a boy's love anime. Um, it, it doesn't make him a wizard. He can, like, read people's minds when he touches them. Which you would think he would use, like, in the real world, if you gained this ability, you would use it for, like, something grand, right? Like, you could do a lot yeah. with that in the world. But he mostly yeah. just does it to, uh... Politics, him. spy stuff. Yeah, he, he navigates business. around his will-they-won't-they they love life with his his hot coworker. Um Yeah. The Weakest Tamer Picks Up Trash is a pretty cute anime about a, a girl. It's kind of an isekai, kind of not. Like, the girl is in the world, but she also has, like, a, a person who's been isekai in her mind. And they, like, communicate back and forth like that. 
Um, and everybody gets skills in the world, and she got a tamer skill, but they also have stars on their skills, like one star, two star, three star. And her her single tamer skill came with no stars, which is like a rarity. And so now her village wants to kill her. So she's on the run. Um, and, and then she tames like a weak ass slime that she finds that could literally like die in a strong breeze. Um, and then Witch and Beast is actually a really good anime that kind of does everything that I wanted Metallic Rouge to do right. Um, where it just kind of <laughs> drops you in an interesting world with interesting characters, but then it like tells you things about the characters and the world as it goes along. Um, and it's really good. And it's got good action too. Okay. There we go. We've and, covered and, mine. Yep. And then lastly, um, thank God Freerun, Shangri-La Frontier and the Apothecary Diaries are continuing from last year. Because they are the best anime of this season. Yeah. Um, Freerun <laughs> is kind of stuck in this fucking... The, the magic test bullshit. Which is yeah. kind of disappointing. I'm, I'm not a fan of this current arc they've got. I kind of don't like any time Freerun does a whole story arc. Like, I was yeah. unenthused by the previous one with the demons trying to take over the town. Um, yeah, I... It... I, th- I think it shines its best on single episode stories. Yeah. They they show up in a place and nothing happens, or they're going somewhere and something happens, or... Yeah. When they're in a place for a while, it gets, it gets kind of tedious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shangri-La Frontier had that really <laughs> unnecessary <laughs> recap episode... But now yeah. they're finally getting into the fucking fight. They're about yeah. to fight Weatherman the Tomb Guard. They are fighting they, ha- they have started fighting him. Yeah. <laughs> and the Apothecary Diaries is just a, a fucking delightful show. It's the best one. It's the best one. <laughs> it's Yeah. <laughs> it's just good in every single way. Like, everybody should watch the Apothecary Diaries. I don't know. Yep. It's pretty. It's got good 100%. characters. It's got... It's got good story going on. It's it's real interesting. All right. Uh, that, that's facts? it. That's it. it. It's time for the game facts. The facts about the berserk. The facts about the berserk, spelled with yeah. a Z. Wait, haven't we talked about this before? <laughs> We we talked yeah. about this before. This is this has never been a game facts. <laughs> uh, Berserk with a Z is a multi-directional top-down shooter designed by Alan McNeil and published by Stern Electronics for Arcade, Vectrix, and Atari's twenty six hundred and fifty two hundred. Alan almost got the the desired uh, first name for first and last name. But then yeah. he just had to be fucking Irish or Scottish or whatever. <laughs> in Berserk, you play as an intruder on the deadly maze world Mazion, a little on the nose, stalked by robot guards with laser guns and hunted by the orange happy-faced ruler of Mazion, Evil Otto. A little on the nose there, too. <laughs> Oh, who's the bad guy? Evil Otto. 
How'd you know? Uh, well, his name is Evil. <sighs> Equipped with your own laser blast. Are you sighing at my bad jokes? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Equipped with your own laser blaster, you must run through the maze, killing the robots while avoiding their bolts and the deadly walls, and escaping to the next room before Evil Otto appears and flies over everything to kill you. Oh, wow, so Spelunky is basically Berserk. <laughs> no, but... But yes. But, but, but from, a, from a very high-level point of view, yes. <laughs> After having left his old pinball company, Dave Nutting Associates... What a terrible last name. <laughs> <laughs> He's always nutting. <laughs> Uh. For the more successful pinball company, Stern Electronics. This was very early in game history. I feel like we've talked about Stern Electronics. I've heard the name Stern Electronics. Yeah, uh, they they made a bunch of games, but... I don't remember particularly mentioning one of them. Hmm. Okay. Alan had a dream, a dream of playing a black and white video game in which he had to fight robots. Apparently, this was enough to warrant him trying to make it, although he was convinced to switch to color towards the end. Probably a good idea. Probably a good idea. <laughs> no, the dream was black and white. <laughs> maybe, well, maybe all maybe we dreams could do were black now? and white before we created television. <laughs> <laughs> Before colored dreams are invented? Yeah. I think that's actually true. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> the game was one of the first to feature speech synthesis, which for the 30 words added would have approximately cost a modern day $106,000 or more. For just the English version, not counting the French, German, and Spanish translations. Can you imagine today being like, "All right, I made my little my little game. Now let's spend four hundred thousand dollars on uh on on just speech for it." That's ridiculous. The, the game is perfectly functional as is, but I could spend four hundred thousand dollars for it to say a few words in uh, another language or. Our own language. Also, John, fuck you. Um, <clears throat> statistics show that before color television, only 15% of people dreamed in color. After color television was invented, this number jumped to 75%. Here's, here's my question. What about before black and white television, fucker? <laughs> <laughs> Think more dreams have happened... In color, then in black and white. <laughs> no, they're, they're saying that, like, stretching as far back as we have data, people used to think they dreamed in black and white. But, like, black and white wasn't a thing of any particular minch. Like, what would have been in black and white in the 1600s? I, I don't know, John. All I'm telling you is what we not have even, data for. Not even writing on paper, because that would have been, like, 
all sorts of colors for the manuscript <laughs> pens and <laughs> and pictures and stuff. Like and paintings the, weren't in black and white. This article also wonders: Did people dream in color before TV was invented? But we don't know. The only the, the thing answer we is, have the answer is yes. Obviously, <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> I was right, is the point. No. <laughs> Before color TV, we dreamed in black and white, John. That is a fact. After black and white TV, <laughs> we dreamed in black and white. <laughs> As is true with most small development teams, the names are all in-jokes or references, like the name of the game being a reference to Fred Saberhagen's Berserker sci-fi series. Okay, who the fuck... <laughs> Uh, what, what do you mean, who the fuck? You don't know the awesomely named Fred Saberhagen? No, I don't. <laughs> and I've never heard of the Berserker sci-fi series. Uh, and sad. Evil Otto is named after his former boss at Dave Nutting, named Dave Otto. Wait. <laughs> is da- Yeah, uh, uh, only, uh, only Dave's and Alan's allowed. <laughs> what? That, that's why. That's why Alan Wait, had so to quit. Dave Otto is not the same person as Dave Nutting. Dave Correct. Nutting is actually a person named Dave Nutting. Correct. Who employed a person, presumably directly underneath him, named Dave. Yes. What is? I've never been in a conversation with somebody who went by, like, the exact same name as me. Like, obviously, I've talked to other Michaels. I've talked to other Jameses, right? But they all went by Mike or Jim or something like that, right? Mickey! <laughs> so I've never I've never been in a conversation where it's like, hi, James. Hi. That's not true. Actually, wait. <laughs> I have a friend right now named James, <laughs> and we call yeah. me Tall James and him Small James. Yeah, uh-huh. Well, this one was Evil Dave. Evil Dave. <laughs> evil Otto. Evil Otto and Evil Nutting. <laughs> <laughs> They're both evil, I don't know. Who would smile while chewing you out, pipe his own music into every room, and lock people out of the building if they didn't come back from lunch on time? Holy shit, he is evil. He is evil. Like, <laughs> like straight up, he is evil. If you pipe your own music into other people's rooms, you're just a dick. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. You are. That's like, have you ever seen one of the people walking around with, like, music playing out of their pocket in a Walmart or something? Yeah. Those people suck. I they hate do. them. <laughs> they do suck. The, the only time it's acceptable is when you're, like, working a job, right? And they tell you you can't have headphones in. Fuck you, I'm playing my music in front of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I understand not having both headphones in. Right. Because it is a, a safety thing. If, if you got I both in, you might one. not hear an alarm, or like if someone's paging you, you can't hear that, or if there's a forklift going behind you, you might not notice it. So, yeah, just have one. Right. Let me have one, though. Yeah. 
Evil Otto truly was evil, though. Not only did he instantly kill you if you stayed in a maze room too long, but he is cited as having literally killed people in real life as well, with the first recorded death caused by video gaming. Holy shit. <laughs> While the account of the number of deaths vary, up to three, at least two can be directly tied to the game. Peter Burkowski died of a heart attack after dying in the game after considerable effort spent gaining two high scores in his machine. And Jeff Daly ran up the flight of stairs at the same location, played berserk, but never caught his breath and died mid-game. <laughs> they were both rather large individuals. Yeah. <laughs> were they? Yeah. Maybe don't run up the stairs. <laughs> uh, uh, it's good cardio. Dave Nutting Associates closed four years later with the crash of 83, also after selling their pinball patents to pinball giant Bali, which never used them but sued other makers for making similar products. Dicks. Fuck you, Bali. <laughs> Stern made a good two dozen more games after this one before settling back into their pinball happy place, which they still produce today. Dang, so he made the right choice. Alan yeah. got out. Alan yeah. got the fuck out when it was time to get out. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And and Stern and Bali are basically the two pinball companies today. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Berserk went on to get a sequel, Frenzy, as well as a board game version designed by Milton Bradley, and went on to be a massive influence on Castle Wolfenstein and Robotron 20... 2084. <laughs> Why do yep. you lie to me? <laughs> we, we This wasn't ever a uh, game fact. It, it was involved in fucking last episode's game fact. <laughs> Yeah, but it wasn't its own. It is still considered one of the greatest games ever made. And that was just the facts. All right, let's move on, because we're, like, it's an hour and a half, and we got a it's whole It's fine. Book. We have a short recap today. Okay, it's a long book. <laughs> Not much happened. It's kind of true. <laughs> um, as always, John, if you want to interject, you're always allowed to. Um... Especially if you disagree with anything I say, because this recap is very opinionated. <laughs> what? <laughs> A recap written by you? Opinionated? <laughs> About Sword Art Online? Uh, Listen, I gave up on trying to be subjective ages ago. <laughs> wow. This book honestly pisses me off, not because its content was offensive in any way, but because the value of much of its content is nil. <laughs> Strong opening. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Reki Kawahara has always had a penchant for wasting the reader's time, and we see some of the old tricks at play here. Long, boring dialogue sections where Kirito, denser than a neutron star, fails to pick up on the very obvious cues that Asuna likes him. Digressions into game mechanics that might be relevant, except for the part where the characters are doing something entirely different, so those mechanics don't apply. 
And Kirito in his head about the same things he's been in his head about for the past four books, coming to the same conclusions that he has over and over. We pick up where the previous book left off, even if I have no memory of it whatsoever, <laughs> with, <laughs> with Kirito having just survived an encounter with the man in the black poncho. This is how he is almost always referred to. And Kirito was never in any actual danger as long as he didn't fall for a runescape lure from 2003. And he's still in possession of the guild flag that dropped from the previous floor boss. <clears throat> Kirito finally tells Asuna about his assassination attempt, and they agree to work on their ability to duel. Having recently opened up the sixth floor, our heroes obviously pop back down to a previous floor and visit the elf camp for all their supply needs, with Kirito improving his shiny new sword of the next five books, and Asuna her rapier of many upgrades so I don't need to think of a new name yet. And Kirito helps Asuna work on her dual skills. Help which she apparently didn't need much of because apparently she'd already done secret training with Argo. <laughs> you okay, John? Yeah. <laughs> I hear you chuckling. <laughs> I don't know if you yeah. agree with me or you think I'm being out of pocket. <laughs> that's, that's all I get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they then meet up with Lind of the Dragon Knights Brigade to lay forth their conditions for giving either them or the Ironcrad Liberation Squad the guild flag. They are, one, another guild flag appears for one of the groups. Kirito will give the second team his flag. Or, two, the DKB and ALS, unfortunate acronym, merge into one group. Neither of these options has a remote, remote possibility of occurring, so once again we've wasted our time. <clears throat> yeah. Other than that, what? Said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, the first half of the book is largely doing a boring floor quest that even Kirito and Asuna find boring, and an extended fight sequence between them and some ghosts that has absolutely no stakes because Kirito tells us up front that the ghosts can't hurt them. Then they get paralyzed and kidnapped in a scripted event as part of their quest and are attacked by two PKers, Mort and some other guy, who Kirito will later suspect as Joe, a member of the ALS. Which I guess I was supposed Joe. to remember that Kirito had pointed him out multiple times, but like... Yeah, you, you I were. Didn't. I mean, I, I did. did. <laughs> you did? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, I did said once Joe Kirito... Immediate, immediately, I was like, oh, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> once Which Kirito is... named off all the other things that he had singled him out for, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember some of that. But just I, hearing I, Joe, I didn't. It, it was weird because, yes, Joe, not exactly a, a, a an uncommon name. <laughs> but at the same time... Uh, this is an online game and most of the players are like Japanese styled names or stuff like that. And, and Joe uncommon names like Klein. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Joe stood out, which also <laughs> Klein is still sir not appearing in this book. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> we'll we'll see when he shows up if he shows up if he ever shows up the, i we'll get to this at the end asana and kirito managed to overcome their paralysis and survive the attack though their quest giver npc is killed and kirito almost kills mort but then the pair of would-be murderers disappear into the night Kisuna find a way to steal some of their weapons, and later find them to be of fallen elf make, meaning the PKers have somehow managed to start a quest line following clear bad guys. You, you like how I came up with a, uh, a, yeah. a, a, a an OTP name for them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your your slash Vic name? Yeah. They decide to put their boring quest on hold and go see the Dark Elves and Kismel, following the other frontliners through a cave where the two main groups bicker some more, mostly over their inability to solve the sixth floor puzzles. Oh yeah, the sixth floor is a puzzle floor. Kisuna then fight their way through the desert to a Dark Elf castle, where they meet up with Kismel, get confirmation on the weapons for what they had already suspected, have an extended bath scene involving two 15-year-olds, and then end the book without conquering the floor for the first time ever. Reki Kawahara says in the afterword that he just had too many ideas for one book. All right. I like the fact that there is more information per (laughs) floor. Yeah. I, I agree with his afterword in that the the last few times he's done this, he's just kind of chugged through to the end and then that that's he been did. it. Like And he he it, left the floor bosses out of like the last two books. Like they were yes. basically a paragraph. Yeah. And and I I much prefer actually like doing the entire story. Um but it, it was interesting that it, like, this was a large book. Like, this this was the it second thickest book. It was 186 pages. Yeah, I think this was, like, the second thickest book for Progressive so far. And, and the first one is two books. Yeah. And was also the best book. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> uh, you did fail to mention something that uh, you you missed as a non-SAO fan. Okay. Um, uh, are you so, talking about the um, the couple of foreshadowings? Because I did catch those. I just didn't feel like mentioning them. Well, I, it was when talking with Kismel, they mentioned the uh, the tree of life, the evil Santa. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they See, they, d- they they do a, a very. A pretty clear call forward to Evil Santa. To Evil Santa. Trust yeah. me, I remember Evil Santa. I watched <laughs> the anime. I saw Evil Santa. <laughs> yep. Evil Santa sure exists. Yep. Talk about another, actually, another waste of time. <laughs> He went through that whole little subplot to get a thing to revive his dead guildmate. And then not only was it too late to use it on her, because it has to be used within like three minutes of them dying or something. But he never actually uses it at all. No. (laughs) It was it was a complete waste of time. Fuck. 
Um, also, the other the other foreshadowing, I'll call it, is he's constantly thinking about how Asuna would be a really good sub leader for a clan. That's that's been happening for for a while now, though. Yeah, it's it's very <laughs> just stabbing me in the eye with it. Goddamn. <laughs> well, we know at some point the DKB get the um the the spear flag thing, the guild flag. Oh, do do we know that? Yes. Why do we know that? Uh. They, <laughs> speaking of evil Santa, uh, when Kirito is going to find evil Santa to kill oh, him, and he comes Are across Klein, and, and Klein fights off another guild so that Kirito can go get the, the evil Santa thing, the other clan is the DKB, and oh. it has what's-his-name from the D- Lind of the DKB there with a long spear and the banner tied to it. And it I I know it is confirmed that that is the guild flag. So huh. I don't know if the ALS ever gets one but but the DKB definitely ends up with one. So wait, the DKB becomes a PK guild? No. I mean, they attack Klein, right? Like, yes. He, he would only fight back if he was attacked. Yeah. I don't know that you can strictly call it a PK guild. Everyone fights for what they want. Like, even at this point, the ALS and the DKBR are, are fighting occasionally to, to get things. Right. So. Aww. Like did did like Linda just like dual climb? Did they set up a little dual thing? Maybe. <laughs> that's uh. honestly that piece of information makes everything that's happening more confusing. It <laughs> it didn't help at all. <laughs> Good, glad. Um, I want to end this recap by saying that while I initially thought the idea of Progressive was interesting, and that the first book especially was pretty well done, as it continues, I'm confused by its purpose. The idea that Kirito spent so much time alone during SAO, broken only by his short stint in a guild he inadvertently led to death, is becoming more difficult to deal with, as we're now at over a month Kirito and Asuna have spent together as a party. And Kawahara wants us to believe their bonds are only getting stronger. When and why do they separate? It should have happened before now, in all honesty, and I feel as though he's writing himself into a corner, as well as contradicting his original book. Like, it feels like we're almost in, like, an alternate universe at this point, right? It it does. It it really does. Um, In the afterward, he mentions that he kind of is just hoping it's going to work out. <laughs> did, did did you actually read the, the afterword? I read, I, I skimmed it. I don't usually okay. like full on read an afterword. I skimmed it. I, I do for all of our uh, light novels. Cause they're, 
they're not that long and it often does provide a little bit more information about what the author was thinking or I read them for the books I really love like Infinite Dendrogram afterwards I read I have read all of them including for the books I didn't love You're a um, hero especially for the books I didn't love because <laughs> I was like please please give me anything <laughs> any insight into what was going on in yeah, your mind What the fuck was going on <laughs> Nope there's none here you just suck uh um, okay, so what did he, he say? He he mentioned that he's like, uh, I am not certain. Uh, I, I read what y'all are saying about um, Asuna and Kirito getting very close at this point. <laughs> and stuff. And uh, I, I don't know exactly how I'm going to get to the point where they split up. But, <laughs> but it'll happen. Like, it, at this point, it's going to be an ass pull. Like, yeah, it will. <laughs> there's I, no I, way it can happen naturally. I genuinely would appreciate it just being a retcon. Like, just just have just have progressive be different, right? Just, just say just, actually, the first book was a lie. Yeah, that that <laughs> would be perfectly fine. Just just you know, you know what that that first little bit, nah, nah. You just. Just we'll just ignore that, and uh, this one's the good one. Because to be honest, this is what the series should have been to begin with. Like, Correct. It should never have been resolved no. in a single book. The no. Ironcrad arc. This this is this is the way it needed to have been, but but it didn't. <laughs> but anyways, that's a uh, Sao book five. Uh, join us again in six weeks for book six, which will finish up this floor. And I've already looked ahead. Seven and eight are a pair as well. So, oh god damn it! <laughs> a year from now, when it's my turn again to pick books, we'll do seven and eight. <laughs> Hopefully, they have more ideas than this one. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> okay. Well, that was that was that. Next week, we're we're gonna do something. Something. What do, we, what do we want to do? I mean, um, it's it's news for sure. It's news. But yeah. Do you want to do the topic or um, do you want to watch yeah. some hot shit? So not okay. this topic. I'm actually going to do a very like research based topic. Okay. So um, we'll I'm we'll look to forward to that. And I'll give you a little hint. Oh, well, not a hint. I'm going to give you the topic itself. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. We're we're going to talk about some uh some police cars. What? They go <laughs> wee wee wee. wee. <laughs> all right, well, thank you all for for <laughs> listening to us. We appreciate it. See us next time. Uh and uh we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.